On today's episode of Titus and Tate, it is our last show before Christmas, and I am here to spread the holiday cheer the only way I know how to say it. Mm. By highlighting the biggest frauds in basketball. By, right. by just going through meticulously, pointing out fraudulent activity all across this great nation. Uh, I don't know. One place we might look for frauds is the state of Iowa, where the uh, Hawkeyes lost by 30, or they were 32 point favorites, lost by nine to Eastern Illinois as 32 point favorites. Um, one of the biggest upset, according to Vegas, is what I was seeing, according to, to, to spreads. Uh, in, in at least 30 years in college basketball. Um, how did this happen? Why did this happen? I don't know, but we'll we'll point the finger at a lot of people on the Iowa Hawkeyes and say, you did this. Mostly <laughs> Fran McCaffrey. Um, Mississippi State's undefeated season came to an end versus Drake, uh, so that happened. God's plan? I don't know. I don't know, but uh, Mississippi State was having a dream season. It is over, unfortunately. Uh, it is time to to regroup and get ready for next season. I think that's how that works, right? Now that you're no longer undefeated. <laughs> um virginia officially in the midst of a losing streak tate that's going on right now we don't like that on this program yeah this is tough for the Bennett ball believers and the fact that you know virginia was supposed to be number one and all these moments yeah. you know, two weeks ago we were talking really highly and now we're a little concerned maybe you're gonna hit the panic button but i hope not uh hunter dickinson kicked a man and he and he also elbowed a man, and he also got owned by Armando Baycott, and he also fouled out. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a saga. It was a saga. We'll talk about it. And Jawan Howard uh, is is how, how do they say it? Doing Jawan Howard things. Uh, right, that he's is, in the big somehow yeah. uh, in, in a fight between players. Jawan Howard <laughs> was in the middle of it. We don't know. Jawan Howard, as it turns out, just doesn't like being touched at all. Like if you touch Jawan <laughs> Howard, he's going to even to if lose you're his, his player. Even if, if you, you're you his touch player, him as his player, he will fight you as well. So even if you're his son, even if you're his son, he if you share blood with this man, doesn't matter. Do not touch him when he's angry. Uh, Duke lost Tate. Uh, Arizona State lost by 37, and it somehow could have been so much worse. Um, a real life Division One team let IUPUI beat them by 10. A real life Division One team let Cal beat them by 22. There are a lot right. of frauds. Right. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go through uh, my list and and tell you how I see it. Are we doing good guy bad guy as well? Yeah, for the people at home, I mean, it is Christmas, so I figure why not do a double dose uh, of our favorite segments, uh, the the show before we get Christmas. So, yeah, we're going to do good guy. We're going to do bad guy. We're going to do Kyle's guy. Uh, no, not Kyle's guy. We'll do Kyle guy, and then we'll do Kyle's well, guy. So there you go. I, uh, I'll let you go first then, and if Santa isn't bad guy of the week, then you're officially on the fraud power ranking. Right. So right. We'll, uh... <laughs> well, get ready for it. All right. Uh, all that coming up, but first. You deserve. Hey, thanks for All right, the uh, temperatures all over America are dropping very rapidly, but the right. action on the pod is uh, is about to heat up here with our last show before Christmas. What's the weather like in Carolina? You are in uh, Henderson, right? Correct. Uh, that is that is technically the South. That is technically you guys don't get too crazy of winters, right? Usually, we get all four seasons, but you know we get like one you know dose of snow every single year. You know that's pretty pretty much the highlight. Sometimes we've had you know one year. We had like 20 inches of snow, and that was, you know, I think a lot of kids are calling that global warming, but I don't know. But it it was a it was a crazy time, but usually not too much. But uh, surprisingly, this year, Titus, going to be 27 on Oof. Saturday, and uh, expected snow, so it might be a white Christmas here in North Carolina. Wow, wow, good for you guys. Um, it is you're, back, uh, you're in LA, right? So no, I'm snow. in LA, and uh, it is actually supposed to. I'm not trying to do the. Uh, uh, 
things are cooling off, but things are about to heat up joke uh, this time. But it, it's actually genuinely supposed to like be it's supposed to heat up this weekend nice. <laughs> in LA. Please. <laughs> or at least in Marina Del Rey where I live. So it's been like it's been like slightly chilly every day here where it's like warm enough to where you you're glad you don't live in the Midwest anymore. Or I'm I'm like, man, thank God I'm not, you know, in, in Columbus right now. But then it's also like not so warm that you're like wearing flip-flops and shorts every day. Like you still have to put on a jacket, you know, and, and it's breezy and stuff like that. Um, but this weekend on Christmas, I think it's supposed to get like actually warm where it's like you know, might be tank top weather. It might be, Ooh. might be close to tank top weather. And I find oh. that hysterical because the rest of this country <laughs> is, uh, is going through it right now. What, what is this? What is this weather phenomenon? What is it? Does it have a name? Cause remember the polar vortex when we were up in Minneapolis for, uh, for that oh, a I remember. years ago, I, I um, remember I was almost broken by the polar vortex, but yeah, there's been no name for this. All I've seen is a major the, cold front, you know, major uh, cold front. I've seen, yeah, reported. That's a, that's a, that's yeah, an Arctic blast. Uh, what's a, what's a nor'easter, by the way? Uh, uh, Jim is saying a bomb cyclone. I don't know, I don't, I don't know about that, but yeah, there's, there's lots of, there's lots of adjectives that can describe uh, this winter. I mean, and did you see the map? It's pretty much the entire. It's the entire country, yeah. Other than L.A. (laughs) Other than L.A. L.A. and San Diego are fine. (laughs) I'm, uh, I'm the Jerry Seinfeld eating popcorn. Like, damn. That's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> as, as I'm on the beach, just chilling on Christmas. How this plays out. Uh, uh, what is a nor- nor'easter, by the way? Is that is that just a storm that hits the northeast, and then like all those 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 conceited East Coast douchebags like think that they're special, so they come up with a name for yeah. you know. It's like yeah, it's yeah. a winter storm. We dude. invented this. They're like, yeah, we, we inv- yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's call it a nor- we It's snowing. People. Let's call it a nor'easter. And it's like, bitch, come to Chicago for me one time. Like this is. <laughs> This is Chicago once. Right. Uh, anyway, that's all. Go. I, I I brought that up though for a reason because I saw Iowa State and Wisconsin both uh, canceled some games. State. So like this is a serious thing. Like this is this is this is happening. This is this is ruining my college basketball. That we're we're getting games canceled over weather. Like I don't I don't know what's going. On. I I think COVID has uh, made people way too comfortable with camp- canceling games. By the way. I was gonna like, say I'm actually really excited that we get to celebrate cancellations that have to do with like weather, yeah, COVID and testing and things like that. So maybe I, this is the right thing to look. I'm at. I'm sure there's some nerd out there that's gonna prove me wrong with with data and facts and uh uh you know and to that person I say please don't please do I'm not a, please yeah, don't because I, I yeah I'm 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 uh I'm feeling good about what I'm gonna say uh. As of like five years ago, Tate, like I don't think games were getting canceled, were they? I think like back in my day, we were tougher. I think like what I mean, can you imagine like 2004 getting right. an announcement that it's going to be a little chilly? So Wisconsin's canceling a game? Like, come on, I mean, what are we, you know, I don't, Titus, I'm not going to lie. I famously covered a Carolina game in the snow where I had to walk to the Dean Dome and no one else could get there. And I had to walk there and I was like beat reporters and that was it. That was watching the game, Carolina Duke game, once upon a time. And then they ended up. I think canceling it, but uh, never mind. Don't 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 look up the facts though. Uh, back in my day, <laughs> yeah, dude, I remember. I remember games where uh, where uh, we played. I, th- I want to say Penn State at home one time. It took my dad. It usually takes like three hours to drive from Indy to Columbus, and it took my dad. Um, it took him like seven or eight hours to get there because the snow was so bad, and there was there were barely any fans in the stand. I mean, make your jokes. It's an Ohio State home game. They're already few fans in the uh in the crowd to begin with but on this day there were even fewer um yeah and you played through it dude like i don't know i, I and i think COVID has, has made people comfortable i think like you can just i think the cancel what happened was the cancel button everyone pulled it out of their drawer they put it on their desk and they were just hitting it like crazy during the COVID times 
and no one's put it away yet. And it's like, I, I, I want to call on this. I want to call on all the administrators and coaches. Put your cancel button away. Like, let's let's play ball. What are we yeah. doing? Well, also, and I, and I say that having no understanding of like what what these schools are up against with this weather this week or like what what the travel arrangements are doesn't matter. I'm sitting in L.A. It's warm where I live. I say play ball. That's game. what I say. <laughs> I'm sitting in my house and I'm ready to watch the game. And if yeah, I remember right. correctly, the game that I just brought up, uh, it was eight miles away. A team, Coach K, Mr. K, said he would not drive eight miles because it was too unsafe. Whoa. He was trying to dodge. So it's not Whoa. COVID. This is back in like 2014. So this oh, is oh, so this has been Mr. going on K. for a while. All Mr. right, Mr. K started this. So we that Just is Mr. We, K. All right, Blame K. Blame All K. right, um, let's let's uh let's talk about the the games that are taking place and are happening. And uh, uh um, do you want to? I I I think I do want you to go first. I think I want good guy, bad guy. Okay, uh, we'll, we'll guy. knock it out quick because I mean, Cal's we'll, guy. Yeah, it, it's it's an easy thing for us to kind of breeze through. So uh, good guy. Um, this is kind of like our, we're about a third way through the season. So it's not halfway through the year, but these aren't our mid season awards for good guy of the year, but this guy has been on the list and, uh, he famously got his team to O and 12 this season. There were a lot of people that were pointing, you know, at this school, you wouldn't saw the school in person. They were saying, should mm -hmm. they even have a basketball program? What mm -hmm. even is the point? Um, Mark Fox is the good guy of this week. And it is because Cal, he's such a good guy that last night when Cal won their first game to get to one and 12. All of the reaction, what what very little reaction I saw was so happy for this good guy, Mark Fox, to get this, <laughs> to, to get this off his back. Um, How many people are listening to this and had no idea Cal even won last night? And right, like, right. And, and, and we just broke the news to them that, that Cal won a basketball game. And and he was already a good guy because I was expecting zero and thirteen. So um, you know, but it made it even better to see the reaction when people were excited. You know, at, at what he had been able to accomplish with his one win. I mean, zero and twelve is really hard to to happen as a power conference mm -hmm. team with the way schedulings go, with the way bye games happen. We know John Rothstein loves talking about bye games, but for Cal to beat a team by twenty two, Titus. I mean, what? How is Cal that basketball back? I think that's what yeah, you got to right. ask yourself. Right. Yeah, it's Mark Fox turning the corner. He still has a better win percentage than Viking Jones. People forget that. So he is the, the program is trending up despite all the hate. Um, and he is, as we both know, a very, very good guy, and uh, his players love him. He does not win NCAA tournament games. He does not do any of that, but he does have the love and support of the community that come to the game. And he and he sent his guys uh, into a Christmas break with a W. You know, I think right. that's that's a uh, that's a guy who gets it as Mark Fox. He's he's like, uh, th this is, you know what? Those first 12 games, they don't count. I, I think this this game, if we can get a win and I can send my guys home to their families smiling and everyone's happy, then I've done my job. And he has done his job, as you said. Tay. I, what, what's the GPA of this team, by the way? Has anyone talked about that? Because it's a, it, I do find that interesting that, that uh, we talk about the student athletes a lot. And uh, there seems to be a lot of emphasis from these talking heads around the country, Tate, on the athlete part. And I don't. I don't hear of anybody talking about how Mark Fox is is helping these guys get degrees from one of the great schools in this country, um, and and I think the student part is being overlooked. And I I don't know. I'm with you. I I think Mark Fox is is doing a bang up job in Berkeley. Uh, he's at, at a time when Tony Bennett has has lost control of his program and they've lost two in a row. Uh, Mark Fox is 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 hanging W's up there in Berkeley. So right, um, you know, you got to ask yourself who's the better coach. Tony yeah, Cal's won a more recent game than Virginia. Those are just the facts, and that is what we <laughs> talked about on the show. Um, but shout-out to Mark Fox. I'm happy to see him back on the good guy board, but with a win um, and not with a 13th loss because 0-13, I do think there's a chance you meet around uh, with the Board of Regents and say, should we fire this man? And, and one Yeah, is that is – 
You can that take four true. to twelve, but zero and thirteen is is a bridge too far. I think so. There and Christmas breaks a good time to just like sneak it in there. That we we, <laughs> we fired the coach. Like like the the, the players. I think I uh, let me pull up your schedule. Um, yeah, they play. They they have eight days off, so they play the 29th. Um, that that is a good uh, a good time to just like they they show up for their game against Utah at home, and they have a different head coach and right. the administration's like, oh yeah, by the way, we 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 fired Coach Fox. Uh, I mean, famously on, on Christmas Day, which we fired I mean, him on Christmas Day. Famously, that's the Steve Alford plan, right? That's what UCLA did. We saw them play in the CBS Classic. They laid maybe the biggest dud I've ever seen in CBS Classic history, and then they played one more game, I believe, maybe on the twenty eighth or the 29th. and then. UCLA is like, get this man so far out of my face. Happy New Year. You have a new head coach. So uh, maybe maybe that's how California could have done it. But Mark Fox decides to be the good guy of the year so far and uh, and keep it going. So I'm, I'm really happy for Cal. I, I think, uh, like I said, trending in the right direction. And uh, I think we got a few more good guys on the way for Mark Fox. I, I'm not going to not going to get ahead of myself, but I think he's still going to be the head coach. Yeah, the Mark Fox, uh, Kenny Payne, they, they they both have have won games now. But uh, you're saying the Mark Fox versus Kenny Payne, good guy of the year race, is far from from settled. And and it's uh, even though like most of the country has stopped caring about Louisville and Cal and their pursuit of a win, uh, you're saying you're, you're you're saying you're still locked in because these guys are going to be just gr- great men all season. Right. <laughs> they're, they're the best be. of men. Su- such good men that we're like, God, I really want to talk about how the fact I want to get rid of this guy, but he's such a good he's guy. He's such a good dude. And, and the yeah. players love him so much, and uh, he means so much to this university, yada, yada, yada. Let's get to the fun one. Let's get to the bad guy. And uh, as you brought up, Santa Claus, I mean, we're Christmas time. Santa Claus should be the bad guy. Um, he should be the one that we're talking about. He should be the guy that's all red in the face right now as he goes mm-hmm. around and brings joy to all the kids all over the world. But there's another red-faced man uh, who who likes to get upset at games sometimes and uh, who likes to uh, you know stick his belly out at times to let people know that he's eating good, feeling good, living good. And that is the bad guy so far this season, and he's none other than Bill Self. Kansas head coach Bill Self. This man is living the dream. Uh, number five right now in Kimpom. They have uh, the number nine offense, number 12 defense. Their only loss is against a, a really good Tennessee team that they lost to in the Bahamas. But otherwise, they've been rolling. They had uh, Coach Titus's Indiana Hoosiers come to town in Allen Fieldhouse. This was kind of one of uh, you know those showdown games between iconic brands. They delivered. Bill Self delivered. Bill, mm-hmm. Bill Self goes to Tiger territory, right? And, and, you know, all these Missouri fans, they're like, this is our moment. We're going to stick it to Bill Self. We're going to stick it to Kansas. Why aren't you paying attention to us? And Bill Self just rolls them. You know, has his guys after the game, you know, Grady Dick's posting that he's the Tiger King, right? This is the most <laughs> bad man performance that we have seen yeah. in quite some time. And he's doing it without a traditional big. He's got K.J. Adams playing the five, who's six foot seven, but somehow – playing amazing defense in the post and shutting down some all-American bigs on the way. And uh, Bill Self has never been happier. He's never been healthier. His stomach's never protruded in such a, you know, particularly fine fashion. And I hope he has plenty of eggnog, and I hope he enjoys his Christmas bake because right now he is the bag man that we all were promised, and he's delivering the goods, Mark Titus. Yeah, the the Indiana game was a great reminder uh, of – of who Adidas, who, who's the favorite child of Adidas? Right. You know, the, right. The, Bill Self. Is, at a time, at a time when Louisville's falling apart, um, NC State is NC State. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? Who else is Adidas? I mean, my Miami's Adidas, right? They're right. they're 
they, they have a good program. But, I don't but, mean to, to but Miami there, will but... Miami will take under you know they'll take a call from anybody right like Miami yeah. is uh, yeah, yeah. a mercenary right they're Adidas today they'll be Nike but, tomorrow. Uh, the Big Four though I I I should have pulled this up but the Big Four if if I'm thinking off the top of my head Tate the Big Four Adidas basketball brands in college are Kansas, Louisville, uh, NC State and Indiana correct yes like would those be the the four that would, powers yes. those are the yeah those are the four that come to mind um. And with NC State, or, or I'm sorry, with Louisville falling off the face of the earth, uh, there's an opportunity for Indiana to uh, to step up and say we we are we are the Adidas child that 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 Adidas uh, you know we're, we're 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 not Kansas level, but like we're going to take Louisville's place. We're going to uh, prove that we belong, and uh, you know they go down the Fieldhouse and do the exact opposite. I, I'm I'm officially worried about Indiana, but also I find it uh I do find it fascinating. Xavier Johnson's going to be out for a while. And it's going to be interesting because I think, I think Xavier Johnson. I I don't want to tell you how to run your good guy of the week type thing, uh, but or good guy of the year. Um, uh, how how you do the 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 uh, good guy balloting. good yeah the balloting. I'm sorry. Uh, but Xavier Johnson th- th- is an interesting case because I think a player might actually make a, a a strong case for this. Where like Indiana fans are are so prepared to like. They don't want to. Uh, I'm. I'm even trying to choose my words carefully. That's why I'm stammering as I'm trying yeah, to talk. I, was gonna say, yeah, uh, <laughs> I can't even get it out. Coach um, Titus is sitting here listening anxiously. I'll say it. There's there's a belief that maybe Indiana might be better off with, with Xavier Johnson sideline, but also I don't know how you can say that out loud and be like, I'm glad the guy's hurt because he's like a great dude and 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 the team seems to love him. Um, but also. I, I I'm not particularly like it, it, everyone's everyone's kind of worried that the Indians really going to nosedive now that Xavier Johnson's hurt, and I think secretly if you if you put the true serum in a lot of Indiana fans, they'd be like I I don't think we're going to be that much worse off. Without yes. Xavier they're Johnson. winking at you. They're saying I yeah. don't I don't yeah. I hate it. I'll oh, say it that way. Yeah. I couldn't even I couldn't even get it out because like that's a that's a pretty fucked up thing to say honestly to be like oh thank God the guy's hurt now we might actually not turn the ball over and take stupid shots and xyz but uh at the same time i i i would not be surprised if indiana is slightly better without him well that's, that's that why we use our terminology which is the, the nice thing to say which he's a really good guy and he's a good guy I, yeah i'm always pulling for him and man he's a he's a true hoosier but i like when trey galloway's bringing the ball up yeah yeah i don't hate it i surely yeah, don't, I don't hate it right? more minutes for tamar bates hmm Huh. <laughs> huh, huh. Kind of like it. Looks good. Yeah. That's how that's how good guy works. That's Cal fans as they look at Jason Kidd with the Mavericks. They're like, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Big down the peg. Huh. Who knows? <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I I I'm definitely worried about Indiana though. I uh, I was I was I, I I don't know. I don't know where Indiana is is is. I, I don't know what the what the new calibration of on on this Indiana season should be because in uh, Kansas looked like they were completely different level of basketball team against IU and IU has, I don't know, but I, I, I think that's, that's important when you're talking about Bill Self being bad guy of the week is, is, is reminding everybody what the Adidas hierarchy is and Kansas runs Adidas. We run the shit to the, to the, to the extent that uh, we, we get investigated by the FBI 
and nothing happens. We win national championships and we keep the, the train keeps rolling. So yeah, and and in Bill Self's mind, he won a championship in 2020 as well. And and in a lot of Kansas fans' minds, they won the championship in 2020. They were the best team in the country in their mind. So they have been on top and they are devouring. I looked up the other colleges that are the Adidas colleges. I mean, they are devouring the competition. The competition is, isn't even competition at this point. That's how elite they are compared to everybody else in the Who Adidas. else? Like Texas A&M, they're Adidas, right? Right, Georgia uh, Tech is one of those Georgia teams. Georgia Tech. Uh, I thought Husk. Georgia Tech was Russell Athletic. <laughs> well, apparently that deal. Well, the founder of Russell Athletic. they get Athletic, force majeure? <laughs> I think the founder of Russell Athletic went to Georgia Tech, and that's why they were Russell Athletic. But then Russell Athletic, I think, went under. So that opened the, <laughs> you know, the door for someone else to step in. And Adidas said, we will we will be that team. So, yeah. Never I mean, forget. Uh, head and shoulders above everybody else. Never forget UConn once upon a time wore Aeropostale. Is that how you say it? Aeropostale? Uh, Aeropostale, I think. I say Aeropostale. That's how I I'm say. Also, I mean, maybe I'm an I'm, idiot. I don't I'm know. also a hick from Hendricks County, Indiana, so I don't I'm know. I'm a hick from uh, Hendricks County, Indiana. <laughs> uh, uh, they were they were Aeropostale football uniforms. You counted once upon a time. Um, I I just remember this dude when when Bill Self suspended himself, as we remember, because he did because like he he was completely innocent of any sort of improprieties with the recruiting stuff. But at this, but but just in case, just in case I did do something. Uh, I'm gonna suspend myself. I'll, I'll step aside. I'll step I'll aside. Give a little break. Yeah. But I didn't do anything. But if I did, I, I'll suspend myself. But I also didn't do anything. Um, and when he came back from suspension, if I remember correctly, this year they played NC State in the Bahamas. So that just adds to the Bagman legacy that like of the the Adidas hierarchy that he's like, I'll come back to beat NC State's ass. I'll be there when we beat uh, Indiana's ass. That's what that's what I exist to to do is to remind everybody that I run Adidas. Kiss the ring. Yeah, literally, because I won the national championship last yes. year. Yes, <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I would not be shocked if Snoop Dogg shows up in the second part of the season and uh, remember, you know, re- re- gets people back on the board of, uh, hey, look, we love Kansas and Kansas is top dog. So shout out to Bill Self. When I see him, I just think of Christmas for whatever reason. I feel like he's giving out gifts everywhere, left and right, and they have three stripes on them, and they say, "Come play at Kansas." <laughs> These kids are taking them, and they're doing it. And congratulations to him. Uh, next up on the docket, we got Cal's guy. Which I, I will point out, a great friend of the program reached out to me and said that Cal's guy should be Mark Fox um, because he did not think Mark Fox was actually a good guy. He said Mark Fox, you know, was trying to recruit kids. He was trying to be a bag man. He just couldn't even do it. So uh, he's not actually a good guy. He would be Cal's guy, as in California, which I thought was a nice wrinkle. If we ever get sick of talking about Kentucky, we can always pivot. And we talk can always about pivot Cal. to talk about. <laughs> we can talk about Jason Kidd. That's Cal's guy. So um, I, I like that little wrinkle. But Cal's guy this week will be a Kentucky Wildcat because we talked about Kentucky last time uh, on the show. We talked about them trying to figure out who they are, if they're going to be a real team. That We talked about the Kentucky fans that were calling to KSR losing their minds. Well, there is a little bit of hope. They played Florida A&M and Cason Wallace became the point guard. And, you know, when mm. you have two starting point guards, you don't have – one that is actually really good. And Wheeler and Wallace have been trying to figure out how to share those duties. And against Florida A&M, it was the Case and Wallace show. He had 29 and nine. He looked great. I know it was against Florida A&M, so you can take it a little bit with a grain of salt. But this week, Cal's guy is Case and Wallace. And I think, Mark Titus, I think he might have a point guard in Wallace. I do not think he has a point guard in Wheeler. But right now, Wheeler for Wallace, put Wallace in, give him the reins, let him go, and maybe Kentucky can be something serious in March. Wait, Tate, I thought Wheeler led the country in assists last year. Led the uh, He led power conference. Did, did he lead the whole country or was it just power he led conference? led the whole country. Maybe it was power conferences, but I mean, yeah, he, he was up there, uh, if not number one, yes. Was it not uh, Yuri Collins? 
it was it was severe wheeler was did he really i i i i uh i, I couldn't remember i don't know why i'm why i'm blanking on whether it was but either way yeah he was he he, he was the assist man for kentucky last year now you're saying he's not their point guard wait what wait I'm what that i watched case and wallace have nine assists and they were pretty <laughs> And it looked a whole lot more. I, uh, connected. I like case. I like case and Wallace. Um, I, I, I want to talk myself at like Kentucky's hit rock bottom, which is hilarious. Cause they're like, not I, like they, they hit rock bottom a couple years ago when they won nine games. That was actually rock bottom. But uh, to, to borrow a phrase from Kenny Payne, this is not a, what, what you're seeing right now. is not rock bottom from Kentucky basketball. Um, but uh, it, it, it feels like they, they, you know, there, there's, they're, they're already dead. There's no point in continuing to beat the dead horse that is Kentucky basketball right now. So, uh, um, I don't, I don't really want to do that. And I'm trying to find silver linings. I'm trying to find like ways that they can turn the season around. And I don't, I don't know, like giving, giving the ball to Case and Wallace and just letting him do whatever he wants to do is, is not the worst idea, I guess. Is it? No, <laughs> it's not, not at all. It's not, it's not any worse than giving the ball to Severe Wheeler. I'll say that much. And letting him do whatever he wants. Let him do whatever he wants. And Lance York. Ware. Yeah. Not <laughs> good, these are not good things that are happening. These are not good things. And Wallace, I mean, when we were at the CBS Classic last weekend, I mean, we talked to the NBA scouts who's the best prospect in this tournament. They said Casey Wallace, so yeah. he's the best prospect. Let's, I mean, in a world where Calipari loves giving these guys freedom and bragging about it and talking about $3 billion and we build guys and get them prepared for the NBA, let's just give Wallace the ball and let him play point guard and then give, let Weaver come in and spot minutes. Casey Wallace isn't as good as Brandon Miller, but if you give if you give him the Brandon Miller green light and, and, and just try that for a few games and see what happens and then let Oscar clean up the glass and, and – Yeah, he you misses. Know. Oscar gets the rebound and yeah. puts it up. Perfect. Yeah. Let me see what that looks like. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not saying it's going to work. I just want to see what it looks like. Throw it yeah. out there, Cal. Yeah. yeah. Cal's guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, think, I think Cal went home and was like, it's going to be a Merry Christmas. I think I figured something out. Let's let this guy have the ball. Did, uh, have, have you seen the, uh, the, the messaging coming out of Lexington that Cal, this, this is why this man is such a goddamn genius that, that, that Franco Harris dies. First of all, and he tweets a picture of him with a terrible towel on his shoulder and, uh, the, the Steelers helmet. And he's like, right. Big Blue Nation, uh, one of my heroes passed. Um, and then, and then already it's, it, it disarms everybody because you're like, now, ah, oh, man, I can't, I can't. I was going to fire off a tweet at Cal that was like, you know, what, you're ruining this program and, and giving you a lifetime contract is a mistake. But then I can't do that now because you just tweeted that one you're here, you know, I know I'm going to look insensitive. Uh, but then I saw Cal is also, um, <laughs> He's he's uh he's doing what Mark Turgeon wanted to do but couldn't figure out like the th this is why Cal is is a genius and Mark Turgeon is no longer in coaching. Uh Cal is blaming it on the fans, but he's doing it in a way that's like more subtle than Mark Turgeon just saying like fuck these fans. <laughs> Which is basically how Mark Turgeon handled it with Maryland. Uh Cal Cal is like, you know, it's it's really hard for this team when there's so much negative uh um uh no, so much negativity coming from big blue nation, you know, like we just need, we, we, we need big blue nation to, to be a little more positive for our guys. He's like, I can take it. If you want to, if you want to yell at me, if you want to criticize me, I get that, but let's not criticize these players. And then all the Kentucky fans are like, we haven't been criticizing the players coach. We've been criticizing you the whole time. And he's like, yeah, I get that. I get that. But like, please let's stop with some of these comments that I'm seeing towards the players and, you know, some of the, some of the comments towards the families. Dude, these of the, are kids. Uh, yeah. These, these are kids with families who I love and who I am here to protect and stick my neck out for. And they're like, please, I love Oscar Sheboy. I love Casey Wallace. I and then I'm like, I'm like clicking on message boards and clicking on uh, like these, these Twitter threads and all this sort of thing. And it's just a bunch of Kentucky fans. Like just it, it all caps is being like, we're not mad at the players. We're mad at you. We're, it's yes. always been here. <laughs> yes. I mean, look, you got to deflect and you got to find. But it's so uh, smart. Right it's spot. so good.
Calipari, Barry, he's always working overtime. And what, what's even funny is like I just Googled John Calipari and went to Google News, and the first picture is John Calipari giving the giving the shrug. You know, do you think much like his outlook at all times? He's like, yeah, get mad, but I, I still do what I want. If if there's one coach capable, I I, I would say in, in all of sports, not just college basketball, but uh, if there was one coach capable of a false flag operation where he he has like his his. Uh, his crew, he, he puts out a call to like all of his uh, his his uh, minions and says, tweet heinous things at our players or, you know, like put a sign in my yard that says, like, get the hell out of town. We're done with you. Like vandalize my my garage or something. Um, so that way I can then spin it and say that this negativity is toxic. And 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 I take away the focus on my coaching abilities and I put it on. Kentucky fans and their crazy, unrealistic expectations. Each on other. Yeah, you, yeah. You turn them against each other. Yes, you turn them against each other. And now everyone's talking about, like, are we are we crossing the line with our criticism of Cal instead of talking about, is Cal a good coach and, and, and where is this program headed? Uh, if there's one guy that would do that, it's John Calipari. Right. Absolutely. There's if there's I one think- guy. I'm not saying he, I'm not saying he's doing it, Tate. I'm not, I'm not accusing the man of doing it. I'm just simply saying if there was one coach that would do it, it's him. And there's also one coach that I think would, to use one of these, uh, you know, I, I hate these corporate terms, but I find them funny. Like, I learn them via SNL usually. But one of the terms I just learned recently is called quiet quitting. I don't know if you ever heard <laughs> of it, but it's like people that I guess have decided to quit at their jobs, but they keep doing their jobs and they just do it half-assed because they have decided Isn't this to- the uh, Bill Simmons keep cashing them checks, all-stars <laughs> or whatever it was <laughs> Is, how is it different from that? But yes, I, 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 I don't know. I'm with you. Term, I'm following. The term, the term is funny to me. And when I heard it, the first name and face that flashed in my head was John Calipari. <laughs> I was like, this man quiet quitting because we know that he scheduled the Gonzaga home and home, actual home and home games like in 2027. He's on a lifetime contract. That's not really mm-hmm. a lifetime contract. He can get bought out of it. And I saw a stat since he signed that lifetime contract. He's like, 66 and 31 or something like that so you know it has not been great by uh by the kentucky standards and what his own standards were before he signed that contract so in my head i I think of john calipari right now as a quiet quitter and uh as the noise gets louder and louder he is getting quieter and quieter until he eventually says you know what i quit uh i am going to go take this assistant coaching job with the Knicks, which I hope means that Tom Thibodeau will get fired and then I become the the interim head coach and then I woo people and I become the actual head coach, right? That that to me feels more of like what John <laughs> Calipari is up to as a quiet quitter. Um, but again, he's got Casey Wallace and maybe, just maybe things will change. Uh, next Wednesday, um, Kentucky plays their first true road game, uh, which I, I think technically the Gonzaga game counts as a true road game. It is not. They did not it's play not. in Gonzaga's home arena. Uh, so to me, that is not a true road game. I don't care what the committee says and the net rankings say and all that. Um, the first time they will play in a in a in another team's home arena is next Wednesday at Missouri Tate. Mm-hmm. Um and Missouri is a program that I, I Missouri's ten and one. They they were undefeated going into Kansas. Kansas absolutely paced in Missouri, um, but uh, Missouri's a little better. And I think there's a little bit of optimism around Missouri right now. But in the in the big picture, in the grand scheme, uh, Missouri's program is in the gutter, uh, as, as as Kentucky fans probably see it. So right. what I'm saying is, this is a big game, Tate. If 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 Kentucky loses at Missouri. It is officially panic button time for for the Calipari family (laughs) because Missouri is capable of beating Kentucky. I do not expect them to beat Kentucky, but uh, 
if as far as perception goes, to most Kentucky fans, Missouri is absolute garbage. They they probably don't even realize Missouri's ten and one, and if they do, they're probably rolling their eyes and they're saying, "Yeah, but Kansas beat their ass, so we should easily take care of business." If they lose to Missouri in their first true road game of the year, whoa, whoa. Wolf. Wolf, wolf, a big wolf. And, uh, our, yeah, Missouri play. I was going to say, I think Missouri has a good game. They play Illinois to de- tonight, today, um, Thursday. So they have a good matchup, you know, to kind of lead into their own Christmas break. They've now – I mean, Kansas was the first real team that they saw. I think they were a little shocked by how talented Kansas was, and it kind of hit them in the mouth. But you play Illinois, you play Kansas. I think you kind of get your, your, you know, your bearings a little bit. And then they come to you. This is an opportunity yeah. to have a bounce-back game. Uh, it's a recipe for disaster, and you're yeah. right. If they do lose, maybe how we were talking about Cal firing Mark Fox uh, over Christmas break, <laughs> Kentucky's like we're good. we're pulling our own Steve Alford. Get this man out of my face, so far out of my face. Um, because I I don't blame them. They're fed up, and uh, they have a right to be. So fire fire or, or if Cal uh, retires, resigns right before the Louisville game. <laughs> would be you talk about content that's one that's one possibility we never even considered we, we wanted louisville to n- have not won a game going into the kentucky game and then beat kentucky but what about john calipari the day before the louisville or the day of the louisville game announces his resignation as the head coach of kentucky right that's how you say that's content to- yeah and what's funny is like i feel initially there will be kentucky fans that celebrate and so will louisville fans like it will be both fans actually come yeah. together on a game on a game yeah. day when they're playing each other who knew John Calipari could bring Kentucky together? There you go. Yeah. That could be- uh, um, what else? All right. Final one on the docket. This is Kyle Guy. Uh, Kyle Guy could not come on the show. We did not reach out to him because it's Christmas. I hope he's back home. <laughs> Kyle, guy, Kyle Guy uh, is not coming on the show because we did not reach out to him. <laughs> <laughs> Unless he knows when we record and somehow has this Zoom link, I do not think he will be showing up on the show. But I've been surprised before in this life. But the Kyle Guy update is this, and it's more about Virginia, not about Kyle Guy, but we love Kyle Guy, of course. But uh, Virginia, Titus, in case you missed it, back-to-back losses. They lose yeah. to Miami on Tuesday night at Miami. Miami's a really tough team. Isaiah Wong's looking like an ACC Player of the Year candidate, had a good game. Mm-hmm. Um, but Virginia, in general, um, on a losing streak right now, still trying to get Beekman back 100%, even though he is playing. So I don't know how much uh, I can give that the benefit of the doubt. Well, if, if they lose, he's not 100%, Tate. I mean, if you, but it's the right. Armando Baycott situation. I, I think there's right. a lot of that going around the ACC right now. Is when it going around college well. basketball. It's going around <laughs> yeah, all the basketball. Oh, my God, I blame the NBA. Yeah, when, when a guy is not playing well. I, actually, just I blame to... Coach K. This is all <laughs> Coach K. That's what he did. My back hurts. You're not playing well. Uh, you're just not 100%. And if you are, then, you know, I was feeling better today. That's all it is. Um, right. No, I mean, I, I, Miami's a great team. I'm great might be over. But Miami, Miami's, Miami's, Miami's talented, man. Miami's very, very good. And uh, uh, I there, there's no shame in losing to Miami. And, and, and I don't. I mean, honestly, looking at it, I'm getting to a point where I'm like the the, the most the, the biggest cause for panic with Virginia was being down big at Michigan and having to 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 fight back to to win that game. Like, I'm not worried about either one of these two losses that they have. Like, if you're looking at Virginia uh, to this point and you're saying like, should we be worried? I'm like, yeah, not about those these last two games. Be worried that that Michigan was beating their ass and they had to <laughs> right, you right. know. That's more concerning to me. Yeah. (laughs) Road game. Road games are different. Obviously, we know this, but I I just feel like for Virginia right now, they had a little bit of a confidence and a swagger about the way that they were playing, especially offensively. And it feels like they have gone back a little bit into their shell. And that is 
most concerning thing when it comes to Virginia for me. Well, it's been a, it's been a rough little stretch because ever since they got back from Vegas, uh, then they played Maryland Eastern Shore, which is a fake game, you know. But they but they they won that thing. What what they call it? The the Continental Tires Legacy Invitational Classic, uh, whatever. I, I honestly uh, with, think that was the exact name. Yeah, with with UCLA and Baylor and Illinois and Virginia won that thing that 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 four team tournament. Um, and then they lose to Maryland or they, they beat, I'm sorry, they beat Maryland Eastern shore, which was, was, you know, a, a whatever game. And then since then, Tate, I, the, the, I'm not saying the wheels are falling off, but like you said, like, we're kind of waiting for that, that big Virginia moment. That's like, yes, we are definitively one of the top five, 10, whatever teams in this country beat Michigan by two. Uh, as I said, Michigan was, uh, was up not a ton, but the, they were up double digits, I think on Virginia at one point and they had to to fight back at uh, in Ann Arbor to win that one. They beat Florida State by five at home in a game that was way closer than it should have been. Florida State is not good. Uh, they they beat James Madison by five at home. If I remember right, Beekman didn't play in that game, though, right? Or did he? I don't remember. He wasn't 100%. He wasn't 100%. 100%. Yeah, he wasn't. Um, I mean, that, that's the thing with Beekman right now. It's like I never even know, but if he's out there, I have to say he's out there, so it is what it no, is. No, that's the he played four minutes in that game. That's right. Okay. He played four minutes, uh, but they 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 win by five against James Madison. It's not a bad team, but it's again you, you just like walk away from these games and you're like, I mean, James Madison's not bad. Beekman played four minutes. It's uh, you know sometimes it's games like that. You'll have games like that. Then they lose to Houston and Miami, and you're just kind of seeing a pattern of now what is this six games in a row that that five games in a row that 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 Virginia is. You're just kind of waiting for them to to really turn it on and and show us that team that we saw in Vegas and. Um, yeah, I'm not panicking tape, but I just, I don't know. It's, it, it, they got a nice stretch coming up. Albany, Georgia tech, Pittsburgh, Syracuse before they play Carolina at home. So, uh, hopefully they get their mojo back a little bit and, uh, and we're taking Virginia seriously as a, as a national title threat again. I'm going to circle that, that Pittsburgh game. Cause right now Pittsburgh is a quad one, uh, would be a quad one win for Virginia at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's been playing better than you would think. Not very, you know, I'm not gonna say Pittsburgh's a, a good team, but they're, they're surprisingly better and more competitive than, competitive than you think. So that game, I'll circle just to see where Virginia is. And then, like you said, Carolina comes to Charlottesville. And that should be a get-right game. If there's ever a get-right yeah. game for Virginia, it's North Carolina. That's when they that's when they turn it on. That's when they play their best. So I I think that, you know, if you're a Virginia fan, you're hoping January 10th, that kind of, you know, alleviates some concern. Would love to see the Pittsburgh social media team uh, put that graphic out that Tate right. says, Pittsburgh's better than you think. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, Frazier. <laughs> they're better than you think. And uh, and I like Pittsburgh. I really do. I like Pittsburgh. <laughs> I, I think they're a nice town. Uh, John Calipari, maybe he takes the Pittsburgh job. We'll see. That's a hometown. Whoa. Hire. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> now we're talking. No, Pittsburgh Pittsburgh is, is in that 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 uh, that territory with Missouri, like I said, where it's like they're not – I don't want to say they're good, um, but they're, they're, they're better – you know, it's it, – it, I think most most people have written both of those programs off for the last three, four, five years. Um, but they're better than you think. <laughs> right. And <laughs> it's the it same because traditionally they're uh, always good, right? They're they're always going to be able to get some players there that, yeah. uh, you know, catch your attention. So, um, yeah, Virginia just in general. I mean, Vanderplas, it was encouraging to see him. I think he ended up having 20 points against Miami. It was encouraging to see him step up um, just as a scoring threat for them. But Virginia's got to figure it out. And Tony... Tony looks fired up over there. He seems he seems to he's not going into Christmas very happy right now. He he is uh he is gonna be like up late at night, crunching the tape, uh, taking notes, getting it all together, maybe planning a whitewater rafting yeah. trip. 
never know what Tony's going to do, but he, he's got to figure something out to get this team going again. What about like a reverse Scrooge situation, a reverse Christmas Carol with Tony Bennett, where he's like the nicest guy ever and he's, you know, super friendly to everybody. And then he's, he's, he's visited by ghosts of NCAA tournaments past <laughs> the UMBC game. He's just like grinding tape. He's just reminded that, right. You have the where biggest upset be. in NCAA tournament history. Yeah. Uh, present and, and future and all that. And he comes, he comes out of Christmas break. Like he's just a, 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 a real son of a bitch. <laughs> to the players and to all the fans. Hey, it's a reverse Christmas Carol. I like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna write that script during our uh, time off. Yeah. Tony Bennett turning into an asshole over Christmas, and, and it's like all the and then the people that um, see it are like, I get it. You know, they're like, this makes sense why he would turn into yeah. an asshole. what happened to him. You know, it's like a nice yeah. Like, yeah. Walk in someone else's shoes. <laughs> uh, is that it? Is that the good guy, bad guy? Uh, that's it. There we go. We oh, the uh, the Virginia game. By the way, I I wrote this down. Uh, I, I I meant to to, to point it out to you. Big, uh, when when Virginia was playing Houston, the Houston the, the legendary Houston coach is Guy Lewis Tate, mm-hmm. and Tony Bennett is uh Anthony Guy Bennett. You know, so like there's a there's a there's a maybe we sprinkle in like a Guy Lewis update as well when we want to talk about Houston. Add add a guy to the mix. Yeah, yeah. just just another guy. Maybe that's it. Just another guy segment. Good guy. Good guy. Bad guy. Guy. guy, cow's guy, guy, <laughs> guy, guy. Uh, all right, let's take a break. Um, I'm gonna come back and uh, we're gonna do uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna go into the holiday holidays with the uh, with, with 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 some fraud talk as you do. Uh, we're we're just gonna shit all over some programs and players and teams and coaches and um and and send them into the holidays. Feeling with, uh, good. With, with some positive vibes, feeling great with feeling great about themselves. Let's take a break first. All right, let's do a little fraud talk before we uh, wrap this thing up. Um, fraud Friday on a Thursday, <laughs> but the Never. name's too catchy to to change it. Uh, let's dive right into it. There, there, there were a handful of upsets. The uh, the uh, uh, no, let's just dive right into it. We'll start with number five, Tate, Arizona State, the Arizona oh. State Sun Devils, uh, ranked twenty fifth in this week's AP poll after nine straight wins. They lose to Texas Southern. Um, I gave him a shout out on the show, and I, 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 I was scared to give them too much of a shout out. Our, our guy Zach Schwartz, uh, who we used to work with at the Ringer, is now uh, uh, doing his thing over there at uh, was it Wave TV? Is that where he's at? He's doing. He's with the buckets, the doing the show with Josiah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's our Arizona State correspondent. We've had him on the show a handful of times when Arizona State's doing well. He texted me uh, last week, I want to say, and he was like, "When we beat Arizona, I think they play on 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 New Year's Eve." When we beat Arizona, if you do not have me on the show, you are number one on my fraud rankings. Um, you, he, he was like preemptively calling me out, and I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Pump the brakes, buddy! Like we will." I, I, I am monitoring the situation. I am. I see what's happening out there in the desert. I, I'm, I'm following Arizona State basketball. So I gave him a shout out on the show, but I also said like, "You're always kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop with Bobby Hurley and his boys. You're just kind of always waiting for." We've seen this story before, Tate. Uh, and sure enough, last night. Arizona State gets a taste of the AP poll. They get ranked 25th this week. Uh, and last night, they lose by 37 points at San Francisco. At one point, I believe the score was 24 to 3. Uh, at one point, it was 81 to 35. This could have been so much worse. They were down by 47 points at, at, at San Francisco, who I believe went into this game like 9 and 4. San Francisco's had some good teams with Todd Golden left, went to uh, Florida, as we know. Um, it's not a complete rebuild. It's not like they're, you know, Louisville and they're, 
you know, trying to <laughs> do whatever. Is, I, <laughs> enough said. It's not like they're Louisville. Uh, but this isn't this isn't the San Francisco team that we've seen in the past few years. It's like, you know, really competitive against high major teams like this. So for them to just completely obliterate Arizona State tape, woof, yikes. Bobby Hurley gets tossed in this game. Um, I th- this is just classic Arizona State basketball, and and it's 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 what we what we've come to expect out of these boys is that that you get a little bit of taste of success. Uh, who could forget when they they won in Allen Fieldhouse, got ranked third in the country. Um, all those Arizona State fans, Schwartz was. I could probably go back and the only time this man texts me is 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 if he wants to go to the beach or if Arizona State's winning basketball games. That's it. Those are the only two times. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna go back through my text and figure out. What was going on then? But they 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 went at uh at at Kansas and you know he's he's probably texting me a national championship. He's Lou Dort is, is Remy Martin, you know, is 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 the man to Remy Martin. He said Remy Martin's gonna win a national championship. And he was, was like, right. You're he was full right. of shit. I'll at be damned. He was right. <laughs> I mean, at the team they just beat. He just he didn't get it. He didn't get it. It was gonna happen. Um, but anyway, uh yeah. They, the uh, Arizona State was two and a half point favorites against San Francisco. They lose by 37. Could have been much, much, much worse. Number five in the fraud power rankings this week, Arizona State. Yeah, I will say I was watching uh, just like the Sports Center, you know, on Monday night, and they did like a little, it was like a minute 30 thing about the Hurley brothers. They're like, the Hurley brothers are hot. And it was like yeah. Dan Hurley has his team up to number two in the country. You know, they have they haven't trailed in the second half all season. They're like Bobby Hurley, nine-game winning streak, da-da-da-da. And when that happened, I will say to you, Mark Titus, I was like, oh, no. This is giving me major Mr. December vibes. And you, you mentioned Zach Schwartz coming on the show. That's when I was calling Bobby Hurley Mr. December because he tended to win games in December and get into the top 25, get up in the rankings, get everyone excited. But then, for whatever reason, his players would get to Christmas break and they would just, you know, basically come back and be a different team. And it looks like, unfortunately, the trend may be continuing for the Sun Devils. And I hope not. I really, really hope not. But, uh, you know, in a world where we were celebrating the Hurleys, I mean, even even UConn, who we said hadn't really shown um, much of a weakness yet, they struggled against Georgetown. Um, and Georgetown was up in that game pretty late until UConn went on a nice run with Calcaterra, Joey Calcaterra hitting some big shots. So in general, I am worried. I I, I see the panic button as the Hurley. I'm a big You're Hurley worried about brother. both Hurleys? I'm worried. No, I mean, not actually about Dan, but I'm just worried about the Hurley brothers branding. You know what I mean? The oh, branding, the branding. Okay. branding was top tier. I mean, just on Monday, just on Monday, the Hurley brothers were on top of the world. And it just goes to show in college basketball, things can change quickly. And I did. You sent me the screenshot of uh, the score of the Arizona State game, and I did a what? 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 You know? <laughs> yeah, I had, yeah. go, I had to go back and try to figure out and and retrace the steps of how it happened. I do respect that Bobby Hurley got thrown out because if I'm going to get blown out, I'm gonna get thrown out. And that, <laughs> Put that on a shirt. That is a Put fact. Put that on a shirt. If I'm going to get blown fact. out, I'm going to get thrown out. I'm going to get blown out. I'm get thrown out. So, um, Bobby Hurley at least did that right. He at least did I that. Would, I would love the idea of a coach. Uh, this is good. This is how Bobby Hurley wins you back. Is if he if he says, um, if my team is ever down thirty five points, my promise to you is I'm getting tossed. Like the I'm second, like like his team's down thirty three, and he's just looking up at the score. He's not even that. He's he's kind of like indifferent at this point. He's just kind of numb to it. He's not even like that mad, I guess. And then the other team scores a layup, and he's like, "All right, I guess I got to do it." He cracks his knuckles, turns to his assistants, and says, "It's time." time. Yeah, takes all. It takes a deep breath. And then he, just, he, he it, it's Gene Hackman and Hoosiers, and he's just running up to the refs. He's like, "Throw me out!" Yeah, <laughs> it's like, right? "What? You want me to throw you out?" Yes, this is my brand. I have a new brand where I, I, if 
I'm down 35 at any point in time, I get tossed. I mean, I I think you take off the suit jacket, you throw it at somebody on your team or the ref, you throw it at somebody. And then, and then all of a sudden you're teed up and you're out of there. What's the best way to get tossed where everyone watching thinks you're a legend, but they're, they're, they're laughing with you, but they're not laughing at you. Um, you know, cause like, like Bob Knight throwing the chair that lived with him forever. And, and, you know, everyone makes fun of him for it, but you know, there, there is like, I, I feel like there's, there's a way to do it that like, everyone's like, damn, that was, that was actually kind of sick and legendary. You know, I don't, I don't know what it would be though. I mean, I know it's really tough. Drop kick the ball. Like the ball bounces right. over to you and you just take it and like kick it into the upper deck. Yeah. But that's, or, or you just, or you catch the ball and you just walk straight to the locker room with the ball. And you just, just, <laughs> yeah, you just, you literally take your ball and go home. Take your ball and go home. You're like, I'm literally going home. This game is over. As far as I'm concerned, no uh, one is playing. OJ Mayo, shout out to him, by the way. It's a reference I've made on the show a handful of times, but his last high school game, uh, when he, when he dunked on a fast break and there's like 30 seconds left and the ball goes through the rim and he catches it and just throws it into the student section with 30 seconds on the clock to win the state championship. Uh, <laughs> That, that's, that's a good way. That's a good way to be ejected, I would say. Um, right, and then like the students love you forever. I mean, yeah. It's like when you're doing something, like I remember Tracy McGrady in one NBA game punted the ball, and like I I thought that was like the coolest thing. That's ever. pretty funny. But it was out of frustration, you know what I mean? And then I was playing like a church league game, and I punted the ball, and nobody reacted like I wanted them to. Everyone was like, "I'm gonna have to lecture you about sportsmanship," and I was like, "No, Tracy McGrady, <laughs> like you not watch the NBA? Tracy McGrady yeah, just." Tracy- <laughs> <laughs> no trace sir sir did you not sir, see this is, uh, yeah i don't know i'm gonna have to think on that dude i don't know how you can get tossed without just getting totally clowned by everybody that's the hard part it's like because it's, it's like yeah. i said about kentucky fans man when when you care to an extent and, and everyone watching doesn't really care it's it, funny it, it's just funny to people if, if you're mad that your team's not playing defense everyone's just pointing and laughing like look how funny this is that that this guy's mad. Wow, this guy seems mad. This is oh, oh, you're mad, <laughs> you mad bro. Yeah, um, but there's got to be a way. There's got to be a way you could do it that uh, people are are just laughing their ass off at it. But I don't know. We we'll love it up. up. So if you're a coach uh, or a former player or anything, uh, please send in to tysontateatgmail.com and tell us how you should get thrown out. We would love to hear that. Like, like Jason, Jason Kidd spilling his his ice or the, the spilling his drink onto the court. Walk into me. Walk into yeah, me. Yeah, that's like. That, but that's not, yeah, that's not quite like, the no same. No one thinks that's cool. Like, yeah, no like, one thinks wow. that's cool. You know, like, but that, yeah. I guess that feels kind of closer to being. We're laughing with him, but all, but, but also it's Jason Kidd, so we were definitely laughing at him. But I think there's a way like a coach does that that we're laughing with. I don't know, man. It's really, it's really confusing. Um, yeah, I think Jawan Howard will figure it out. Where we're Jawan Howard. I don't know what it will be, but yeah. I think it's probably going to be getting in a fight. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, speaking of speaking of Jawan Howard, dude. Uh. Here's an investigation for the transitive property committee. Uh, Arizona State beats Michigan by 25 on November 17th. Tate. Wow. Uh, San Francisco just beats Arizona State by 37 on Wednesday. San Francisco lost to Utah State by 18 on December 4th. Tate. Uh, Utah State lost to Weber State by three on Monday. Weber State lost to Wright State by 22 in November. And Wright State lost to Robert Morris by 21 in December. And Robert Morris lost to Ohio State by 38 on opening night. So if if my math is correct, are we now prepared to make the argument that Ohio State would beat Michigan by 164 points? Because I think that's what that tells me. Well, I mean, you crunch the numbers, right? And as we've learned in today's sports world, numbers never lie. 
Um, no matter what, no one's ever using them subjectively. They're just objective. And, uh, based on those numbers, yes, you're correct. So, uh, it'll be a long day day for the Wolverines, man. Also, it sounds like a fight. It sounds like, uh, yeah, it sounds like there's going to be a lot of, uh, Coach Holman might want to might want to avoid the handshake line that game. Yeah, you texted me that last <laughs> night. You're, you were like, you're officially on handshake line alert. Handshake alert. Yeah. <laughs> like that's hilarious. Huber better calm down. This is a this this handshake line could get out of control. Uh UT Arlington also beat San Francisco by five on Monday, and then UT Arlington lost to Cal by 22 on Wednesday, Tate. So the transitive property, the transitive committee here has to be taking a look at this and say Cal would beat Michigan by 89 points, you know? If you're if you're connecting those dots as well, so I don't know. It's just something to think about. It's something right. to think about with this, right. and, and it also confirms that like Cal might be back. I'm not gonna. Cal, yeah, there you go. There you go. Cal is 89 points better than Michigan. So right there you go. Sounds pretty good to me. And the preseason number one team in the country didn't beat Michigan by 89 last night. So mm. really makes you think. Yeah. Right. <laughs> really right. makes you. Uh, at number four on the fraud power rankings this week, Wally Zerbiak. I don't know if you've been paying attention to this. The the Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah. Uh, Wally Zerbiak feud. Uh, but Wally Zerbiak is coming at my beloved Indiana Pacers and our star guard, Tyrese Halliburton. The, uh, the Hicks, the Hicks versus Knicks rivalry is back on, uh, these, these, these cheating sons of bitches in New York that are tampering to get Jalen Brunson and, and, uh, just, just, just being all, all just, just having no manners, really just having no respect for the game and having zero manners whatsoever. Uh, in case you missed it, the Knicks played at the Pacers on Sunday, Tate. Uh, Wally Zerbiak, who does the the coverage for what's the channel MSG? That's the that's the the name of the SNY. channel. SNY. SNY. Yeah. Um, Him knows. But, I don't but they have the MSG on their microphone. I don't know. Who cares? It's, MSG it's, Network or something like that. And I don't know. I, I have I zero. I don't, I don't respect them enough to to sort out what it is. To be honest with you, I don't. I don't care. Um, but but they he's doing his post game co- the coverage and they're showing the the Tyrese Halliburton shots late in the game that he misses. And uh, uh, Wally Zerbiak calls him a Mr. Supposed wannabe fake all-star with the big miss is what he says. And usually with these sorts of things, um, no you, you see the quote and you think it's probably not as bad. He probably said it like a joking way. It was probably, you know, like to see it written out makes it sound so much worse than it actually was. I have to watch the clip. The clip is actually far worse than it written out. Like he's like, like if you watch the clip, it is, it is very much, a very biting, like out of nowhere attack on Tyrese Halliburton. Right. Uh, he, he, it was not a a, a, a Freudian slip. Like he, did, he didn't accidentally call him a wannabe fake all star because he did it again. No, 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 he, the, he, he feels that. Yeah. He it's, went back to the well and he called him a wannabe all star again. Uh, said that that Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson will make the all star team over over Halliburton. And if I'm being completely honest, Tate, I thought the initial comments, even being a diehard Pacers fan who is a uh, uh, you know, it just bleeds. What, what are the Pacers colors? Gold and blue. Yeah, yeah. I bleed. Uh, is it? Yeah, blue, blue and gold. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm a diehard fan of that team. I I even thought it was. I thought it was funny. The 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 initial comments were funny because I was like, this this man is just very obviously being a homer and trying to prop up his guys by putting down the other guys. You know, I think that's what he was doing. He was saying, uh, Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson are all stars, and then the way I make my case is I shit on this other guy. It's a tactic I'm familiar with when I talk about the fraudulent play of Paolo Bencaro, this 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 complete bum of a basketball player that is getting credit for for Bulls Bulls Bull Bulls wins that he's right. bringing to the Orlando Magic. Right. And um, Franz Wagner. And Franz Wagner, they're winning games and somehow 
Paolo Bancaro is getting credit for it, and he's going to win Rookie of the Year over Benedict Matherin, and it's total horseshit, and anyone with half a brain sees it. Uh, so I, I, when, when this happened, I tipped my cap. It was game, game recognized game with Wally Zerbiak. The reason he's on the fraud power ranking state is the apology on Wednesday night. Uh, the the Knicks are playing the Raptors while the the Pacers are playing the Boston Celtics in Boston. Wally Zerbiak is on television and says the following. I want to address something I said about Tyrese Halliburton during a one being a wannabe all-star. I want to apologize personally, personally to Tyrese Halliburton. He's a wonderful young player. He's definitely in the all-star conversation along with guys like Julius Randall, Jalen Brunson. <laughs> so two things here. Number one, he, he's still, the apology is still a shot. Cause he's like, he's in the conversation along with those two guys who are like, and he's still right. like saying, they're better than him. He's still, still making you know, the same argument. He's just yes, doing it. Nice yes. Yes. And number two, the, the, the real point, the, the real reason that he's a fraud uh, this week is because he is, he is issuing this apology. He wants to personally, he says, I want to apologize personally to Tyrese Halliburton. And the way I want to do this is not by calling him, not oh. by talking to him privately. I want to do this on air during a broadcast that Tyrese Halliburton is not watching because he's playing the Boston Celtics right now. Right. I mean, he's the bigger man, right? He's he's, <laughs> he's just trying to to put it out there. And uh, well, was- Wally Zerbiak's going to be a college basketball coach with 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 this behavior. This is this is this is unbelievable deniability <laughs> yeah. uh, at the highest of levels. I will say, I got a phone call about Wally Zerbiak saying that, and it does seem like some of this, uh, some of the Halliburton. I guess hate or whatever that has come at him from some of the, obviously, like you said, it has this Knicks wrinkle to it, but there's some of the old NBA heads that, you know, when Halliburton got traded, they crushed the Kings. They're like, the Kings are idiots, da 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 da. But they traded for Sabonis, and Sabonis has been great for them. Sabonis is like the third best center in the NBA right now. So both teams really won. They both got all stars out of the trade, and they both got in better situations. But a lot of these older guys are like, I don't like Halliburton because, you know, it's like a Sabonis thing. And it's it's like, what are you talking about? What, what is happening? <laughs> why is this? Ha- you know what? Why is Tyrese Hall- Halliburton have to get hated on because of DeMontis Sabonis not getting his respect? I don't understand it. And it goes back to the fact that the NBA is more of a soap opera than anything in sports. And uh, it is so dumb. And the fact that. Wally Zerbiak is like I saw Matt Barnes did like a video like dude so- shout out to Matt Barnes that was hilarious <laughs> Wally Zerbiak, it was awesome <laughs> shout out to Matt Barnes I'm still upset that you uh, uh you know you 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 teased us with the uh Ime Adoka stuff but uh that that Wally Zerbiak rant was hilarious because he was he was so like level-headed and so like uh just you know, he's just making the point that it's so stupid that that older guys pick on the younger guys yeah, he's like, and, what are you doing yeah and then he ends his. Uh, it, it wasn't even a rant. Rant because ma- rant makes it sound like he was unhinged. He was. It, it was. It was just a very well crafted argument. And I'm just like, wow, dude, this is like really good stuff for Matt Barnes. As I'm watching it, and then he ends it, and he's like, yeah. So to me, that was some bitch ass shit from Wally. I was, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, yes. Yeah, it was like the perfect landing. Like you were yeah, like, it was the perfect stick like, of the landing. Yeah, it was like I kind of needed. I was expecting a little bit more, like a little bit more tenacity. No, because yeah, he was like going after Wally, but he wasn't getting into the mud with him. You know, he's like, I'm, he's I'm above that. Emotional about it. Yeah, yeah he's, 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 he's like, dude, are you kidding me? Like it was almost yeah. like a professional. Like, come on, man. Like what, the, what the hell is that? You know. And then right as right as he was getting ready to close the door, he like peeked his head back around the corner. He's like, that was some bitch ass shit. And then he shuts the door. <laughs> All the network TVs were like, I think we actually can put Matt Barnes. Yeah, yeah. Matt Barnes like that's some bitch ass shit. Like, oh. 
<laughs> I was dying at that. Uh, number three, speaking of some bitch-ass shit, uh, number three on the fraud power rankings this week, Evan Turner, Tate. Evan wow. Turner. The man can't – he cannot – I, I keep begging him. I call him. Uh, I, I, I – uh, I, I I ask him on air during uh during a broadcast that he is not watching to please, please play your way off the fraud power rankings. I'm begging of you. I don't want to do this. Don't yeah. make me do this. Uh but time and time again, his behavior leaves me no choice, Tate. Um Evan Turner, I'm gonna recap his week, Tate. Ohio State's playing North Carolina, Madison Square Garden. Evan Turner, we talked about this already. His jersey's hanging in, in the Schottenstein Center Raptors. He is a, an Ohio State legend. There's a hallway named after him. If you go to the Schottenstein Center, it's the Evan Turner Hallway, uh, where all the trophies are and all that sort of thing, and a big shrine to Evan Turner. Uh, he is synonymous with Ohio State basketball. He he. If you're thinking of – I saw our uh, I saw Fox put out a graphic uh, not to uh, throw some people – not not to throw colleagues under the bus, but at the same time, that's exactly what I'm about to do. Uh college the, the cfb on fox twitter account said uh oklahoma is the only school since 2000 to have a, a naismith award winner um and a heisman trophy winner oh, i saw that graphic as well yeah and the ohio state fans were hot they were like who could forget troy smith and evan turner and and they're like how dare you disrespect evan turner's uh national player of the year award that he won so i'm just setting the stage for you this this man is is ohio state basketball in a lot of ways right ohio state's play north carolina uh, your, your, uh, your, your guys' best player, one of them, Caleb Love is, is, is scoring the basketball at a, at a high clip and Evan Turner tweets the following. I love watching Caleb Love score as, as Ohio state's getting scored on by Caleb Love as Ohio state's choking the game away as North Carolina ultimately beats Ohio state. Evan Turner says, I love watching Caleb Love score. Now I didn't, it did not sit well with me Tate. I didn't like it. Uh, I, I called Evan out. I said, do better. Like this is. You know, there are different ways you could phrase this. There, there are ways you could say I respect his game, whatever. Um, but also, I understand the sentiment that you were just trying to say, I, I, you know, if we're gonna if we're gonna shit on Wally Zerbiak for for ripping on the younger players, I can't turn around and, and then rip on Evan Turner for paying respects to the guys that have are coming. Right, that are coming you know out. what I mean? Yeah, so I'm yeah. like, I, 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 I see what you're doing. You love Caleb Love. You're a big fan of his game. Under different contexts, I am too. So like, you know, but let's just do a little better moving forward, right? So then last night, North Carolina is playing Michigan. Uh, Michigan and Ohio State have a rivalry. I don't know if you're aware. There's a Wikipedia entry on it. You can Google it and, and, right. and read up Best on it. That's rivalry in football. Yeah. Uh, these, these two schools flat out do not like each other. Um, so North Carolina is playing Michigan last night, Tate. Caleb Love is playing Michigan. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, this is perfect. Because now Evan Turner, who has demonstrated his love for Caleb Love, uh, he, he's got a great forum to do it now right, because he, they're right. playing the team that Evan hates the most. They're playing Michigan, and I'm sure this is the time he can cheer with Caleb with a clean conscience. Are we going to see Evan Turner on Twitter, uh, painting his face, uh, uh, Carolina blue, and wearing a Caleb Love jersey and saying like, "This is my favorite player in college basketball." Please beat Michigan. I can't wait to watch you tear up Michigan. All that sort of thing. The answer is no, Tate. The answer is no because we got crickets from Evan Turner last night wow. as Caleb Love was playing Michigan who is apparently Evan Turner's favorite player in college basketball. He loves this man. He loves it when Caleb Love's scoring against Ohio State. When Caleb Love is playing against Michigan, he's nowhere to be found. Was not yeah. watching the game, has nothing to say. Uh, I have no choice but to, but to call this fraudulent. And, and I'm, I'm, I am starting to hit the panic button on the Evan Turner legacy at Ohio State. I am. It's, it's really close to hitting it. I'm putting one finger on it where I haven't like fully pushed. 
but the hand is on the button and and we're ready to push that the that the Evan Turner Ohio State legacy is in jeopardy for sure. I am going to to psychoanalyze this a little bit um just from a bird's eye view and I will say if you're Evan Turner and you're arguably the greatest Ohio State basketball let's say 21st century this century he's the best Ohio State most recognized Ohio State basketball player most accomplished we'll put most it that accomplished. way. There you go. Yeah. That's, that's the best way to put it. most accomplished Ohio State basketball player. You're that guy. Sometimes you don't want to pass the baton. And uh and if Ohio State is winning games and Ohio State is beating North Carolina and guys are, are are climbing up those, you know, accomplishments and they're getting closer to you, then eventually they come knocking on that door and they say, sir, I would like that baton. And Evan Turner obviously is just swinging it around, throwing it up in the air, playing <laughs> around, having a good time. And it's very similar to Michael Jordan. And this has been my argument with Michael Jordan, why I think it's unfair sometimes why he owns a team, because he's obviously trying to make sure that no one is great. Like he might draft Victor <laughs> to make sure that he's not the goat. He might make sure that he never has to pass that baton. And when you are the number one person and you don't want to fall from being number one, there you have there are reasons why you may not want to pull for you know certain people to get to that level, or you may not want to share that knowledge. That's why a lot of people are like, why does Jordan never sit down with LeBron? Why does LeBron never get to talk to Michael? He's not sharing the baton. He's not passing the baton. Interesting. He is never going to do that. That is that is not ever in his DNA. And Evan Turner feels like someone that might be made up very similarly in the sense where he's like, I am the most accomplished and I shall remain the most accomplished. Or maybe that's why he's pulling against Ohio State. I don't know. Well, also knowing that's, Evan. That's how I read it. Uh, knowing Evan, if he did try to pass the baton, he'd probably turn it over anyway. So, um. <laughs> Caleb Love. Yeah. Caleb Love. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> no, I, I I was disgusted last night. I I can't tell you, but I pulled up too. I pulled up Evan's Twitter page, and I was just I was hitting refresh all night, just like waiting for for the Caleb Love stream of tweets, and and nothing. It was nothing. And at least he didn't tweet like I love watching Jet Howard score. Yeah. Oh my that, god, dude. That would have been tough. That would have been tough. You could have never come back from that. So at least he knows how to pick his spot. When Evan when when Michigan's playing Ohio State, and Evan tweets. Uh, Jawan Howard is my favorite coach in college basketball, and Hunter Dickinson is a class act. <laughs> That's when it's over. I think that that might break the brain of everybody. Everyone's I I, I am going to personally go to the Schottenstein Center and rip his banner down. Right. Personally, I'm, I'm going to get arrested. I'm going to get arrested. Man rips down jersey. Yeah, and and in my head, the way I see it playing out is I will get a state. I I will be taken off in handcuffs, and there's a a large crowd outside the Schottenstein Center just roaring in applause as I'm getting thrown <laughs> in the back of a cop car. People are tipping their cap as you walk yeah. by. <laughs> Thank you for your service. Uh, at number two on the fraud power rankings, the Iowa Hawkeyes state with Oof. what people are saying is a historic college basketball upset, 32 point favorites against Eastern Illinois lose by nine at home. The biggest upset in spread history is what the people are saying. Of course, gambling has only been legal for a year and a half. I think, um, so I don't, I don't know if uh, how these people all know this. Gambling's <laughs> like still illegal, and I, yeah, I'm, I'm confused at like where the day. I don't know. That's what. That's how I know gambling isn't fully mainstream yet because like people have a database where they can just pull this shit up, and like if I go to search for this, I it, it'll take me forever to find. I can't even find like the lines for games tonight. Like if I tried to find the the Illinois uh, Missouri line, like it would take me probably ten minutes. But like right. somehow these somehow these gambling people are like this is one of the top seven Iowa spreads we've seen. 
but also drives you crazy because you're like, like you're saying like i can't fact check that you know what i mean it's yeah like, i'm like all right yes, yes. yeah um but they're saying it's the biggest upset in spread history since spreads were invented in uh 2017 i think is when when people started gambling on sports uh it used to be tate and and this is going to break your heart the 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 record before last night was Stan, uh, uh, um, Stephen F. Austin versus Duke at the buzzer, as we remember. One of the, the oh, funniest what college game. basketball games of all time when they stole the ball. We, we were in Maui during that game, right? Yeah. We were, we were watching that on press Amazing. row for Maui. Yeah. Um, that used to be the biggest upset. No longer the case. Uh, Iowa lost 92-83 versus Eastern Illinois. No Chris Murray, we should stay. So if you're trying to, uh, you know, the, the, it feels a little bit like DeAndre Hunter being out against UMBC where history is going to forget that the best player wasn't playing in this game. And, um, you know, maybe we should acknowledge that if we're going to laugh at them. But at the same time, how do you lose anyway? It doesn't matter if he's playing. You shouldn't lose when you're 32 point. Fa- also, the spread factored this in. So like. You know, I'll acknowledge it, but only to say that it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, right. and, you, uh, and you give up ninety-two points. I mean that that is insane. Yes. That, yes. that is there's no one to blame but yourself at that point. Um, but I also wanted to call attention to this because uh, until last night, I didn't realize this until all my Big Ten people started pointing it out and and uh, we're we're passing this information along. And I don't know how this is, I don't know how this has slipped uh, under my radar, say, but it has until now. That Fran McCaffrey. This is year 27 for this man as a head coach. He, he's been coaching for almost three decades of college basketball. He has made, guess how many sweet 16s this man has made in his career in 27 years. This will be year 27. And then I guess remove the 2020 year where there's no tournament. So I guess in 25 years of, of having an opportunity to go to the sweet 16, how many sweet 16s has he been to? I'm going to say three. Zero. <laughs> Zero. None. See, I, like, I really like Fran and I'm really proud of him for get, winning his 500th game. You know what I mean? Like I, I was, I was excited for him, but man, that's tough. See, I had no idea, dude. I was, I'm like, you, I was like, surely it gets in your head. You know what I mean? You think he had to at least make one sweet. 16. It's like, I, I feel like I remember watching him coach in the sweet 16. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. And, and, and I think it's like, cause the people that have been trying to tell everyone that he's never made a sweet 16, he's he'll start yelling at them and then they shut up. I think that's how it works. <laughs> Like I think you just get yelled at until you're you become submissive. Um, right, right. But yeah, dude. So I I wanted to call out Fran McCaffrey. I want to call out the Iowa program. They they have. I I I don't know, man. I I last year I picked Iowa famously to beat Kansas in the uh, NCAA tournament. Kansas fans threw it back in my face, even though they didn't beat Iowa. So um, I don't know. I technically it was a draw you didn't actually beat iowa and iowa didn't beat you so i don't really understand how you think that you won that exchange um but i uh, i'm done with iowa i'm done I'm, as long as frame mccaffrey's there i'm done with iowa basketball I'm, I'm i'm not making that mistake again I, I i believe like i will continue to do this where i will every ncaa tournament i will pick a coach that has historically sucked and i'll say this is his year it's probably right. going to be rick barnes this year I agree. i'm probably going to point rick at rick barnes and be like i know what I'm getting myself into. I know that I'm going to get killed when I put this bracket out and I have Tennessee in the championship game, but I don't know, man, it, it's been happening a lot feels recently. Different this year. feels different. Yeah. This year. But it's been happening a lot. The coaches get over the hump and I think there's going to be a coach that gets over the hump and I'm going to, I'm going to say it's Rick Barnes and then he's going to lose in the second round. And I'm going to say, why did I do that? Uh, I did that with Fran McCaffrey last year. I will never do it again, ever. This, this I, I am done with Iowa. You cannot lose to Eastern Illinois. 
as 32 point favorites. It just, it, it, it simply cannot happen. I'm done. Yeah. And maybe maybe it's a good thing that people get off Iowa a little bit. Like you say, Chris Murray didn't play. So, you know, we get to March and people are like, I would never believe in this team. This team, they they maybe work better without expectations. And I think Fred McCaffrey in particular. Works I think better. this should the, this should count as like two or three losses. Honestly, when, when you're when you're assessing the 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 uh, uh, NCAA tournament candidacy here, when, when March rolls around and, and the bubble boys uh, crawl out of their, oh, their holes that they live in. Um, this, this has to count. Like it, it, it feels insane that this is just going to be one bullet point on the bad losses column. Like this is going to be next, like I was going to lose to Northwestern too, or, or they'll lose to Nebraska or something. And it'll be, they'll lose at Northwestern and that'll be treated as a bad loss. And so will Eastern Illinois at home as a bad loss. Yeah. They're, and, they're the uh, same I, that doesn't feel right. Like we gotta, we gotta, when you put that graphic up, the Eastern Illinois font has to be at least like five sizes bigger, you know? Like, it should be historic loss, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we need a, a new column. Separate category. <laughs> historic loss. How many historic losses did you have this season? Shout out to uh, Eastern Illinois head coach Marty Simmons, by the way. Absolute hoss that man is. I mean, there's there's there fat fat college basketball coaches that are few and far between these days. Shout out Rick Majerus as the uh, the uh, you know, the patron saint of the uh, yeah, the king of uh of rotund basketball coaches. Um I guess Huggins is probably the one now, right? Like, is Huggins? Yeah, but if you, I mean, you if think you of ask Huggins, like Huggins is like, I'm husky, I'm not fat. Yeah, he's know? not fat. He's just he's just big bones, you know. Honestly, right? right. Just... There's a lot of coaches like that that are big bone. They're not fat. Like Bill also, not fat. He's big yeah, bone. yeah, and also like Huggy Huggins is when you call him Huggy Bear, he, it's kind of like it's like a it's a almost prophetic that uh, that he becomes sort of like a jolly big figure you know what I mean? like you can't you can't call a guy huggy bear and have him be like skinny. a skinny rail yeah yeah nobody wants yeah. that so i don't know I, I don't blame huggins for that but uh remember when brad underwood said that uh katie his daughter our former intern um shamed him into losing weight when brad underwood was fat and he was like i just thought about it I, i'm trying to think of other fat college basketball coaches brad underwood i remember when he was like my daughter said i have three chins so i lost weight <laughs> Right. And we asked Katie and she's like, correct. correct. <laughs> Damn, so. Katie, you're cold. <laughs> um anyway, Marty Simmons uh played at IU, by the way. He played uh he was in the oh, game hey. uh the Jordan the Jordan's last game when he lost to IU. Nineteen eighty four. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Marty Simmons was in that nineteen eighty three uh recruiting class with Steve Offord at at Indiana. And uh I uh I have I have rewritten history and in my mind now Steve Offord is who shut down Michael Jordan in that game. That is who guarded no. Michael and that is who decided before the game that he was going to stop him and outplay him. So do you think do you think that game when Dockage was guarding Jordan is when Jordan uh first learned about the idea that Republicans buy sneakers too? Yeah, I think, think was, I think that was do you think that was Dan Dockage? Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, Dockage he was, was, like, was like, if you make sneakers, I'll buy them. And he was like, <laughs> he got him distracted. Jordan's <laughs> like doing the numbers, he's like crunching the numbers. <laughs> uh all right, moving on. Number one, uh, Iowa is not number one. How could that be, Tate? How could the the, the worst loss we've seen in college basketball history, according to the betting people, um, is not number one? How could that possibly be? Uh, it is because I was watching the the Michigan North Carolina game last night, and I love it. Love it. I, I reached my wits in. I could not take it anymore. Uh, they kept cutting to the coach, and I I said to myself last year I put up with his antics. Uh, we saw the what we saw him at his worst last year, and we said. Okay, we'll give you another chance. We'll 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 see if you can get better this year. Um, 
and and chance time and time again it continues to happen i continue to just be disgusted at what i'm seeing on my television uh and it's and i i, I can't i have to call the behavior out um and and this coach in particular i i'm at my wits in and it's time to do it tate at number one on the fraud power rankings roy williams <laughs> Uh-oh. I can't do it. Get this man off my TV. Uh, why, Tate, why will he not go away? I don't get, like, he, I thought he was retired. Every North Carolina game, I'm seeing him on television. He's doing interviews. Uh, it's, it's I as a guy who's taken shots at Mr. K in the past, um, and I've said, I, I this farewell tour is obnoxious. I've, I'm sick of seeing it. I have to tip my cap to Mr. K and say that he has handled his retirement with class, with dignity. Um, I have no idea what this man is up to. In fact, I, I wouldn't have any idea whatsoever if not for the fact that he's been being given Heisman trophies. He got the key to the city of Durham. Uh, he's doing a master class. Two he's for doing... one right now. If you go to masterclass.com, you get two for one uh, and get Mr. K explain why he lost his last two games in North Carolina. Yeah. Good. Go, check that out. go check that out. If you haven't, if you haven't got that, go check that out right now. And if it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for all those things, if it wasn't for him doing his radio show from his office in Cameron Indoor Stadium with his the Duke logo behind him and his Duke polo on and um and and, and all the that head stuff, office. the office says head coach of Duke University. I would honestly have no idea what Mr. K is even up to, uh, because right. he's so he he's just faded into oblivion so well. He's just like rode rode off into the sunset. We don't see him anywhere. Meanwhile, Roy Williams is going to every North Carolina game. He's 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 making it all about himself. It is it's disgusting. It's stupid, and I I've had enough, dude. It's like retire or don't, Roy. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I uh, I just like to remind people. I've seen you know the the powers that be tweeting about this, being like, oh, you know, K is not taking away from his team. I think it's an awesome. It, what Roy did was actually the most genius inception of all time because he knew that. We don't want to see K. We don't want to see that rat face anymore. So how do we not see it? Well, I go to everything. And then K says, well, I'm going to do the opposite of that, which means we never have to see him anywhere. He doesn't even associate with the Duke program. He basically has disassociated himself with the Duke program. He is just K, a a brand separate of Duke. Duke is what is you can't spell Duke without K. And if you did, it's do. And then you do it twice as do do. I mean, that is that is what K has done. He says, I I will stay away from this program. And people forget Roy Williams went to North Carolina. You know, this is his alum. This is these are his people. This is his school. This is what he cares about. And he gets to be a fan. And at the game last night, he's sitting next to Eric Church. He's sitting next mm-hmm. to Drake May. You yep. know what I mean? And I'm like, this is this is Carolina. These these this are the cream of the crop. And I will he's say, a star Williams, fucker. Yeah, I agree. Dude, Roy, Total Williams, <laughs> Roy Williams said to ESPN, "I do not want to do an interview." And they said. Please, Roy, we have no content. We we don't even know how to cover this game because w- the other coach over there is a madman. Please come on here and show these people some class. Um, and thank God he did. But, I mean, the best thing last night, Caleb got a great steal, goes down, throws down a thunderous dunk, and then in the crowd it's Roy Williams just doing the fist pump. And I'm like, yes, this is great. It's like Roy gets to enjoy the spoils that he always deserved, but he doesn't have the pressure of coaching them. This is what we've always wanted. We've always wanted Roy Williams to be able, be able to enjoy it. He is enjoying it, and I mean, if I was a Duke fan, I would actually be really sick that your coach who coached there for 40 years hates you and hates your program and thinks you're a joke. And the the real saddest part is that Wake Forest absolutely demolishes Duke, embarrasses them, and Wake Forest, who famously rushed the court after beating a number 19 NC State team, did not even rush the court after beating Duke. That's how little Duke matters in the zeitgeist in the ACC. Nobody cares without K. 
and and that has to hurt. I mean, it has to hurt at some level. Like I didn't even really care that much. Me and my mom watched that whole game. It was pretty tepid. And the guy coaching at Duke, I mean, he doesn't even stand up. He just sits down. I mean, I'm like, stand up and coach, loser. Like, my God, get up. Get up. Stand up. I know Mr. K could barely stand up at that time. He had a little stool, but somebody needs to coach Duke. So you're saying, ultimately what you're saying is Roy is doing reverse psychology. Yes. And he knows that he knows that K is going to just do, do the, the opposite, opposite of whatever he does. Yes. Yeah. He had everything. K can be at nothing. <laughs> what a win. What a win for everybody. Well, I mean, I couldn't ask for anything better. And to go out the way that it happened, I mean, every single time I see Roy, um, I just smile. No, I, I, I respect Roy because I, I do think it's cool that uh, he, he um, when he retires, uh, he says to himself, I'm going to do whatever I want to do, which I'm going to go fish, I'm going to golf, I'm going to do all these things. Right. But ultimately, when I look in the mirror and I say, what is it that I want to do more than anything else? It's watch my alma mater play basketball. And it's what I would do. if When I retire and I have the means... And I can get courtside seats to any Ohio State basketball game. I would travel with the team and go to every single game. Absolutely. That'd right. be awesome. Um, right. But at the same time, he did not go to Duke. At the same he time. Like he doesn't want to watch Duke. At the That's same cool. time, there there is going to be a point where something's got to give. And Roy's got to start like if it's until like you can't you can't continue. To, this is the problem we have with Kay. We being all the rest of America that like are like, get this man out of my face. Um you can't continue to be just shrug your shoulders and be like, I didn't know they were going to put the camera on. I didn't know. I, I had no idea that, that my last game, they were going to, you know, block off eight hours of programming for me. I didn't tell them to do that. I didn't, you know, you can't be, you can't pretend, you can't feign ignorance forever. So Roy, Roy, I'm going to give him like, I don't know. I'll give him till the end of January to figure it out. But if in February, Roy is still doing interviews with every North Carolina game. I don't know, man. MSG, know. he told him to take him off the camera. He did the please. Take he did him. do that. Yeah, he did it. But that's what I'm saying is like, I, I think it was genuine. Content, and they're trying to use Roy for content. And Roy's too nice to say no. That's I know, but at a certain K, point, he's gotta... it's, it's too mean to not say no. I mean, he's like, I demand I, you put this camera in my face. Also, did you see my Heisman trophy? Do you I, see I know, I know, dude, but I'm saying like at a certain point, you gotta, you, you have to be proactive if you're Roy Williams and you have to, I, I think what I'm saying is he has to do the Shia LaBeouf, put a paper bag on your head and put, I'm not famous. And, right and dress like that to Carolina again. I think that's the only way forward for him because Coach Smith would just like be in the shadows, like in the tunnels and things like that. You know, he'd be watching. That's a great dude. Nobody that's knows. a nobody that's knows. A, uh, like cross your arms and lean up against the wall and just stand in the tunnel as you watch the game. That's Coach. Oh Smith. my god, that is that is that's that's that is. That's the most that that that's the best seat in the house. Like not actually, you can't see shit, but like in terms of like. You go. You walk into any arena. The guy who's got his arms crossed and is, is in the tunnel, leaning up against the wall. That's the one guy you do not fuck with in that arena. That guy runs the entire. Well, and, and to give you a perfect example of that, uh, outside of Coach Smith, we were at the Big East tournament last year. I'm at the championship game. I'm standing just like in the little tunnel area. I just like walked out to get a water, and I'm like waiting for gameplay to stop so I can walk back to my seat. And standing, leaning up against the wall is no none other than UConn coach Jim Calhoun. There you go. See up to the wall, cross crossing his go. arms in MSG, watching the Big East Championship, basically thinking to himself, "I could out coach these fuckers." You know what I mean? <laughs> That's pretty much what it looked like. And I was like, "That guy, he runs this building, Jim Calhoun." Oh, so Jim Calhoun owns MSG. There we go. We have our answer. There you go. There, you go. there it is. Final answer, Jim Calhoun. Um. All right. That's it. There's a broad power rankings to to send you into the holidays. Uh. That that was good. That was fun. 
<laughs> I thought it was going to be Jawan Howard, and I was really excited uh, about Jawan Howard. But I texted you this last night. I'm like, Michigan is not good enough for for the vitriol that needs to be thrown yeah. at them. So it's actually better to just ignore it than to really dive into it. Like, I don't want to talk about Hunter Kickinson. I don't want to talk about, <laughs> you know, Punter Dickinson or whatever you want to call him. I just I want to leave it be and just let them fade away. I uh, I'm I'm in a position now as an Ohio State fan when uh, what's the uh, who uh, who said when 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 a team is uh, beating themselves let them let them let them do it or is that Art of War when, <laughs> when the opponent was that Napoleon was that yeah, someone said that, that the art of I think it was Mr K was that art or is that the art of the deal I'm getting my which which book was that. Uh, <laughs> I think that's the art of war. When it's, you know what, uh, I'm gonna write a book called "The Art of Art." The art, the art of art. When a when a team when when your opponent is beating itself, don't intervene. I think that, that like that's the idea. Do, do not do not intervene. Uh, just let them just let them go. Let let them hang themselves. Give give them enough rope to hang themselves, and then step back and let it happen. Uh, so I am not going to overplay my hand as an Ohio State alum, as I am witnessing college basketball as a whole, and that includes Tate. That seems to include a lot of Michigan men out there are uh, turning their backs on Jawan Howard and the state of that program. Uh, so I, I am not going to overplay my hand. I am not going to say that it is delicious. I'm not going to say uh, that Jawan Howard was born on third base, which is the <laughs> metaphor that the Michigan football fans are throwing at Ohio State football with Ryan Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to let what is happening just continue to happen. And I'm going to stand in the tunnel with my arms crossed, leaning up against the wall, saying, huh, how about yeah. that? That's interesting. Huh. <laughs> right, right. Huh. I, I think we leave it be. It's not worth yeah. mentioning all of the many attacks that the Carolina players took and assaults on the court <laughs> last night. It's not worth mentioning it. It's not worth talking about. We'll leave it be. We'll, we'll leave, leave it be. It. All right. Uh, Shout-outs, closeouts. Quickly. Yeah, I want to shout out to uh, JJ Reddick uh, and Tommy Alter, who is a friend of the program, for bringing on Paulo Bencaro. Mm. Paulo Bencaro, and they brought Paulo Bencaro on their podcast. I did not listen to it, but I did see a clip um, that Paulo told the story of the Coach K farewell game in Cameron, and he basically said that they did not game plan, they did not practice. And they did not get to go through walkthroughs that day because of all the media presence and the fact that Coach K was doing his own uh, basically centerfold spread throughout the week. Are you um, serious? He said that on the show? He said said he didn't even get to go through his routine before the game. I mean, granted, these are all excuses to make himself look better. (laughs) You have to throw someone else under the bus um, because they don't. But that's the that's the lesson that that K taught him. I mean, that's like. Right. He's what like, better this, way to tip your cap to your your mentor than to oh captain my captain? Right. I mean that 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 was the moment I saw it. I was like, this man is a Duke player. I, I never saw it before this moment. Um, but shout out to Paolo for at least saying that, <laughs> for confirming everything that we knew in the moment, which is that <laughs> Mr. K does not care about any of them. And then if you watch the <laughs> class, which again is two for one right now, if there's ever a time to get masterclass, it is right now. So, <laughs> okay. Uh, he explains it that it was unfair that he expected his players to win for him. He said it was wrong of me to expect that. I uh, I I drink the tears. I am Cartman with Scott Taterman. I am like, please give me more tears. I want more. I need more. Please, uh, if you are a Duke personality and you have a podcast, continue to talk about this. I need, I need all the background stories. It, it is becoming my favorite oral history. And uh, I just I just love every second of it. So shout out to Paolo. Shout out to JJ and Tommy for such a great product. Do it more. Bring bring on Trevor Keels. Let him tell his version. 
Um, <laughs> we want to hear it again and again. So there you go. <laughs> oh man, that's great. I didn't realize that. That's that's fantastic. It, um, it, it, it's like scripted. It really is scripted. I don't know. I don't know where it's coming from, but I love it. I want to shout out our guy John Brinkus, who is bringing back Sports Science State. I, yeah. I know you saw this. This I'm is, this is big news, man. I am so fired up. He said it's not going to ESPN either, which is even better. Even more, yeah, yeah. Now even more reason to be excited. F bombs in there, you know? dude. I, I, I'm, I am, I, I like, yeah, dude. Let, let's get the, uh, let's, 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 let's test the velocity of the dildos that Bills fans are throwing. You know, now that you're right. not on ESPN, let's get a little vulgar with yeah. it. You know, whatever you want, John. Your yeah. world. Yeah. You can do whatever you want, man. I, I, I absolutely love sports science. It is, it, it is, it, it's at its best when it's MythBusters for sports, and it's a less like uh, crunching the algorithms and the angles and that sort of thing. And it's more of like we're just gonna like build this dumbass machine just for this for just because we're bored. <laughs> we're gonna, yeah. I, I, I love when they answer questions that nobody's asking. That's that's when it's at its best, I guess. And and that's what I hope it is. This new iteration. Um, a humble suggestion for for episode one what is the biggest animal that a randy johnson fastball could kill we know that it could kill a dove yeah. <laughs> or a pigeon whatever that bird was what could it kill a buffalo you know could it kill Let's a fox a, could it kill I mean, a fish <laughs> start with a fox <laughs> just set a fox up get a pitching <laughs> machine that throws as fast as randy johnson Fox dodges it. We're like, damn, never mind. Yeah. Fox yeah. is gonna live. <laughs> um, I want to see him. Uh, uh, I want to see him test. He never did do this. We talk about it all the time on the show, and and most of the time we talk about John Brinkus. Is I think when we we mentioned this reference that I'm about to make, which is Zion. Uh, yes. taking a charge on Zion going is, is the same as getting hit by a jeep going ten miles an hour. That was the Wall Street Journal that did that study that put that out. Um, this was not John Brinkus, so this is not fact. This is not. This is someone's opinion. This is not John Brinkus is the only man with sports science facts. Everyone else is just tossing out their opinion of what you're putting be. out hypotheses and theories. Yes. So I need John Brinkus to test this. I need. I need he himself, John Brinkus, to stand there and take a charge on a jeep doing ten miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, I need him to take a charge from a jeep, a Wrangler, and then take a charge from Zion in real life. Like he goes in to the life. facility. And Zion's like, just like, sure. And then Zion gets it at half court, spins the ball to himself, comes down full head of steam, and just wrecks John Brinkus. And, and like, that hit me at the speed <laughs> of 35 miles per hour. That's the same force as <laughs> a great white shark. <laughs> and a rhinoceros. Yeah. That's the best, too, is I, uh, the, the analogies that, that when he would use the analogies that, that make it less clear, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, you'd like, how, you're like, yeah, he's like, I don't know how hard they hit. <laughs> I'm guessing hard. That's the same as a rhino doing a long <laughs> jump in the savannah. And you're like, I've never, I, I have no frame of reference like, for like what? Like, <laughs> yeah. like it just blew your mind. You're like, <laughs> it's like, I guess my mind is blown. Thanks, John. <laughs> He's the best. Uh, no, I, hope, I hope it's Netflix. I hope it's HBO. That'd be sick, dude. I, I are you a premium place? You know, dude. Twenty minute episodes on Netflix of John Brinkus just testing this shit, and it, and they put they put out like 112 episodes all at right. once. I'm right. pushing play. I'm sitting on my couch and I'm letting it roll, dude. And I'm watching it's, every single one of those. It's also like the number one show at colleges. You know what I mean? Like like Fred House at a college, people ripping bongs watching. Oh, yeah, dude. You know what I mean, just ripping through sports science episodes. If, if I was at a bar with the 
top 100 most beautiful women in the world and i'm the only man in that bar and you, all of a sudden sports science with john brinkus appears on the television i am standing in the corner and i'm watching a hippopotamus <laughs> right because it's good content and that, play and water all polo we, and, all or whatever the hell else is going on yeah that is that is the best content out there and i i i need i'm so excited i i, I want like it doesn't need to be adult themed. It just needs to be a little more risque, as as we say, you know. Like, it needs, I I want like, yeah. I I think can okay. Randy Johnson, can Randy Johnson kill a small dog is interesting to me, and I would love to see that tested. Um, I I do love also the uh the the Gordon Hayward one's the most famous one, but the uh, you were this close to winning a championship. I love when he tortures everybody, and he was like, if these two things would have gone differently, if the wind, so the wind on this day was blowing at twenty one miles an hour. Usually in this part of the world at this time, it blows at 19 miles an hour. If that's what we got on this day, that field goal would have been good. And your team would have won the Super Bowl. Right. And then every fan base is like, why would you tell me this? He does like the He's Tony like, Rumbo bot yeah. snap. He's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. hundred times out of a hundred, it's this height, but on this snap, you know, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> you're like I actually, I was already heartbroken and now I'm even more heartbroken. John Brink is, is uh, the first episode of this new one. He proves that Deflategate was both real and a very big deal. <laughs> Pats fans lose their mind. And every, every championship that the Pats won was fraudulent, and here's why. And he proves that. And they can't say anything because if John Brink says it, it's fact, you know? Yeah, Deflategate yeah. was the first time that I remember people on the internet and people around me in my life because weirdly there's a lot of Patriots fans because the Patriots won a lot. There's a lot of Patriots fans at, at North Carolina when I was there when that was happening, and it was... The first time that I realized like people were experts on something as dumb as PSI. Like I had so many people yeah. PSI to me. And I'm like, when did you start figuring out this PSI yeah. and like when how balls deflate in cold weather? Like when did you get become an expert at this? You know? And that that was the first time I was like, Wow, we, we got a long road ahead of us. Yeah. Uh, online banter and things like that. So remember when uh remember when Mark Brunel cried on TV? <laughs> I think that, I think that's my one uh, oh, defining Deflategate memory. Is uh, I, mean, I, I do love Brian. He was a great backup quarterback. Like Mark Brunel with Mark Sanchez in with the New York Jets was a great time. That that was awesome. But uh, I, I will remember that so much that when I was watching Hard Knocks this year, Mark Brunel came on the screen, and the whole the whole idea of putting him the the whole story they were building with the Hard Knocks was that all these coaches on the Lions are former players whose names you recognize. Yeah, and I saw Mark Brunell, and I was like, "Yes, I recognize that man." But unfortunately, all of his career has been yeah. wiped from my memory, and all I remember is I don't care about on television. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I only care. I'm sorry to say, that's all I remember is him crying about a deflated football. Well, that um, also shows you how strong Boston media is. That like we all had to endure Deflate Gate. You know what I mean? Like no other city that dealt with something like that would ever. Yeah. 24 7 or that we we as people who have no interest or no like i could care less about it know so much about it you know what i mean that was the mafia at its finest no it's a great point if if you found out if if there was a report put out that the uh the orlando magic every time they play on the road their basket gets lowered by three inches Mm-hmm. And they just now found that out. Nobody would care. That would be a story for two hours. Well, be <laughs> you and I being like Ben Matherin, rookie of the year, lock it in. You know, like yeah. this, this is confirmed, and people are like don't see it. Apollo, <laughs> unanimous rookie of the year. <laughs> I guess it'd be it would work the other way. They would raise, they would raise the magic. The like I don't know. Yeah, whatever. You get my point. That if it was if it was any other team, it would be a 
It was everywhere. It was always in our face. Mm. Yeah. Mm -mm -mm. Um, I want to shout out uh uh Matt Ishbia, by the way, buying the uh, Phoenix Suns, Michigan State walk-on legend, club trillion legend. He might be the only man in club trillion history who is actually worth a trillion dollars, as it turns out. Tate. Right. Right. And I so mean, he is. It's big for walk-ons in general, right? It's good for the brand. It's good. It's yeah. good for the community. It's good to see yeah. that. Like, you can go from being a walk-on to owning a team with yeah. all the superstars, <laughs> you know? Like, now he can tell all those superstars that would, like, throw their jock straps at him. He can say, you're fired. Or yeah, yeah. traded. That's or whatever true. it is. You know, he, he's he's top dog. That's got to be the, the dream, though. Yeah, you're a walk-on and you're you're the peon on the team and, and the scholarship guys are shitting all over you. And you're like, I'm just going to – one day I'm going to buy this entire team. And everyone <laughs> laughs. You, you guys are all going to play for my team. Yeah. And, right. and I'm going to cut your asses. Yes, yes, that's the moment. Uh, I had two more. Uh, Bryce Hopkins, Kentucky transfer, uh, twenty nine and twenty three for Providence versus Marquette in the two overtime win. Um, so, uh, that's pretty cool. He's averaging seventeen and ten right now. Um, and yeah, as Kentucky is, uh, you know, in the position they're in, uh, the guy that they ran out of town, ran out of town is uh, <laughs> killing it for Providence. Interesting. And I say, huh. Interesting. Um, and then I wanted to shout out St. Thomas of uh, Minnesota Tate, the Tommies. Uh, they are 11-4 and four right now on a four-game win streak, 2-0 and oh in the Summit League. They're probably not going to win the Summit League. Oral Roberts is the favorite, and uh, Oral Roberts, Max Aismas, still there, uh, still winning basketball games with the Oral Roberts. Um, they're probably going to win the Summit League. But St. Thomas, in their second year in Division One, last year they went 10-20. and 20. This year they've already won 11 games. Uh, they're 11-4. and four. They are not you know, they are, they are not national title threats. They're not final four threats. They probably will not make the NCAA tournament, but uh, you have to tip your cap to these, to these boys up there in Minnesota because uh, yeah, it's their second year of division one and they're, they've already won 11 games this year. And and I know their schedule has not been great. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear they, they, they've beaten a lot of division one teams and that's more than some teams in this country can say. So uh, shout out to the Tommies for, for being 11 and four in year two. Right. I so. mean, they should play Cal. I mean that yeah. that's like yeah. uh, that should they should try to get a home and home going there and uh, and make something happen because who knows there could be magic and maybe that could be the end for good guy of the year Mark Fox. Uh, anything else before we go? Uh, quickly, I just want to shout out all the friends of the program. Uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Yeah. Hope everyone yeah. enjoys themselves. We uh, we're excited uh, for the weekend. We're excited for Christmas. You know, we're excited to to get things uh, rolling in the right direction as the new year comes. It's it's kind of a nice break for everybody and uh, all the players. I'm happy to see them get a break and go home. I know, know the Carolina guys flew out last night after the game, so it, it's a nice reset for everybody. And if you're Bobby Hurley, I think you need that reset. And uh, I'm happy he got thrown out and got to go home and 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 rest up and get ready for the new year. So uh, just shout out to the friends of the program, and I hope everyone has a Merry Christmas. Everybody have a Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening. Uh, shout out Tom Izzo wearing the Elf sweatshirt. Oh, yeah. Getting getting a technical foul. That was Love incredible. That. Um, yeah, this is our last show. 20 singing the National Anthem, right? Did you see that? that was oh, ridiculous. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> great great christmas spirit in college basketball uh yeah this is our last show 20 uh 22 so we will uh see you in 2023 i guess that's it we're, we're going to be off next week and ha everybody have a great holiday thank you all for listening merry christmas everybody yeah. god bless you enjoy the week off i don't think i don't think there's anything else to be said tate that's it Nothing see you guys enjoy it If I'm going to get blown out, I'm going to get thrown out. <laughs>